When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I'm dead serious, Andre. <laughs> what a great start to this podcast. Oh, man. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. We're presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. The beer of the month here at the DNVR mm. bar is the Broncos Country Pale Ale, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. We were drinking a lot of that seems. last night during Broncos Chiefs. Well, great way to drown your sorrows. It was a great way to drown your sorrows. I'm Harrison Wynn. That is Andre Simone. Yes. We're going to be talking about today on the Denver Sports Podcast. Nikola Jokic might be entering yes. this Denver Nuggets season love with a mindset that I've never seen before from him Incredible. in the regular season. Yeah. So we will talk about that. And then if we have time, we will talk about how <laughs> depressing, this. how bad, how awful the Denver Broncos are. And if there's any hope for them going forward ever again right how was your thursday night at the dmvr bar being locked in as the consummate professional that you are to the nuggets second preseason game while also keeping an eye on your denver broncos so let me set the scene for you yeah let me tell you what it was like here at the dmvr bar yes tell the people pretty much all the tvs were on broncos chiefs as as you know, you can still expect. Denver, guys. Yeah. yeah, we got Thursday night football. We got the Broncos. It's Nuggets preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the entire preseason game by myself in wow. a corner, right <laughs> under where we're sitting right now. You know, there's that oh little alcove here at the DNVR bar. Um, I just watched it by myself. I didn't want to sit at a crowded table with people watching the Broncos, people trying to watch the Nuggets. Uh, I sat by myself and digested a double overtime incredible incredible in the preseason yeah so i enjoyed it i see a lot of people even people that i work with on the nuggets beat they kind of pass off the preseason as you know it's it's the preseason man like how much can we really take from this Mm -hmm. i love the preseason especially when it comes to this nuggets team just because there's so much uncertainty Mm. around the bench around the second unit we know what the deal is with the nugget starters we know they're going to be great again that's right we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Nikola Jokic and his mindset today I love where he's at mentally but the bench there's so much up for grabs that like I'm going into every preseason game wondering what I'm going to learn about the bench and I feel like we did learn a lot about it last night too so 
I'm really enjoying the preseason. There's three more preseason games. I'm time. excited for them. I'm I'm ready for them to get underway because I feel like with everyone, we're learning a lot of, about this team. Yeah, and that bench is important. Um, it's been a very NBA or NFL-like approach almost by Calvin Booth and how he's just loading up on draft picks, adding yeah. more young, controllable contracts. So there's a lot to observe. It's kind of crazy, man. I mean, not just the preseason, like... For a while, the NBA, you know, we're not really tuning in until Christmas. Guys like you, of course, that's different. But Yeah, I'm watching preseason games by myself <laughs> yeah, in a corner of the DNVR bar. Right. I, I can't believe a, a superstar like yourself is just in a corner of the DNVR bar. This, this is crazy. What, yeah. what a cathartic experience that sounds like. <laughs> It was cathartic yeah. watching Jay Huff and Colin Gillespie <laughs> try to close yeah. out the third string Chicago Bulls. So great. Do you so have... Great any takes on Julian Strother because he has Ooh. been the story of the Nuggets preseason so far. Yeah. He's far exceeded the expectations that I've had for him as a rookie. Yeah. He is actually right now one of the only few guys that I trust coming off the bench for Denver. Crazy. He's looked the part. It looks like what he's doing is real. What do you think of Julian Strother? I mean, looks like a very, very nice pick. Early returns are great. I mean, you know, in the draft, late first round, they select him. Maybe not the highest upside, but you really liked his high floor and the things that he does bring. And those things have delivered from day one. Uh, the shooting, the floater, and the fact that he's just a tall two guard. Yeah. It's like got good size for a wing. And I mean... I think Nikola Jokic, building a team around Nikola Jokic, permits you some really nice advantages. And one of that is guys who don't need the ball, like Hunter Tyson, who blew it up in Summer League, like Julian Strother, who's uh, blowing it up now, fit in so well in this kind of system. Yeah. His size has jumped off the screen to me. Yeah. He's a legit 6'7". Yeah. Yep. And he's just a pure shooter. Like, he mm -hmm. is a pure, pure, pure shooter. Mm -hmm. It's funny, man. When Calvin Booth took over as GM, one of the first things he said in his very first press availability was that it doesn't take a genius to know that you have to surround Nicole Jokic with shooters and you have to stack this team with wings. Yeah. And Calvin Booth has been the GM for one year. And in that one year, oh. I feel like the Nuggets have gone from not having enough wings to yes. having a lot of wings. <laughs> right. They've they have Michael Porter Jr. obviously who was here before him, but since Calvin Booth has taken over, they've added Christian Brown, Julian Str Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Julian Strother, Hunter Tyson. Those are four right. wings in the last two drafts, and then you can talk about KCP, yeah. who he added via trade. Uh, he got Bruce Brown last year. Right. He got Justin Holiday this, this year, year as well. Right. They've gone from not having enough wings under beautiful. Tim Connolly to having more than enough, it feels like, under Calvin Booth. Calvin Booth is so smart, man. Yeah. He knows exactly yes. how to build a team around Nikola Jokic, and, and we're seeing that. And Julian Strother is the latest one. It just seems like what he's doing in the preseason is real. The shots yes. he's making... The shots he's generating, what he's adding to the bench unit. Um, they're shots within the flow. Yeah, and he's not his, forcing anything. His like his shots so quick, 
His footwork is really quite flawless. And he gets those like shooter rolls, you know, like it just. Well, dropped. he barely hits rim. Well, yeah, he's not hitting a whole lot of rims. It so drops far. into the hoop so soft, you know, yeah. like he he gets those weird. Even when I was watching like the, the breakdowns pre-draft, he'll get those like little shooters rolls because he's just so smooth. And then on top of that, he's got that dynamic floater. I can't even believe you haven't mentioned the floater really yet. The floater. You're the, oh, my God. You're the king of the Strother floater fan club. I didn't know how it was going to translate just with NBA length oh. and athleticism. But so, so far, he's getting God. it off, and um, it's as pure as we hoped. That He gets that thing off even faster than his three-point shots, which is saying something. So, I mean, yeah. Having a shooter like that come off the bench is really huge, and then we'll see defensively with that length how much he's uh, able to make up for it. Because that yeah. might be the m- one question is his kind of foot speed, lateral mobility on yeah. defense, right? That is a question. It was a question coming into the draft. What I've seen so far is that he just knows how to play basketball. He's a pro coming from Gonzaga in a pro-style system, playing around a lot of other pros and really good players. Uh, He just looks the part. I don't know if he's going to be a lockdown guy, but he knows how to use his length. He's got good fundamentals defensively. Right, right. I'm not really worried about him being a minus on that end. Yeah. I think where he will have some growing pains is just like the NBA rotations, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being the low man in pick and roll, uh, that kind of stuff. And that will take time. Any rookie has to go through that. But I'm not worried about his level of commitment or want on the defensive end. Like his want to on the defensive end is is going to be fine. Right. So, I mean, that's huge. And all those wings you've talked about, not one of them has come come to Denver and not had a career season. You know, like yeah. this dates back to like Jeremy Grant. Like you come to Denver, especially if you're one of those wing guys who are so key to playing around Nikola Jokic you're going to come off of it having career years or having hit a new level to your game. Like AG's taught us, Bruce Brown, MPJ, like the list goes on. Yeah. What have you thought of the rest Mm. of the Nuggets roster throughout the uh, preseason so far? It's just nice to have the guys back. They seem to be playing very well together, very seamlessly. There's a lot of like the positive signs you see in a repeat like defending champ mm-hmm. all feel to be there. Like there's kind of a, a confidence and calmness of like, Oh yeah, we know how it's done. We know how to play nuggets ball Yeah, and just winning the championship just makes you want to lean into that more, you know, just gives you more of a confidence. Yeah. The starting five still looks great. A bit surprised. Justin holidays starting off um, in the starting lineup here, but I guess that makes sense as you figure out, you know, Piwa and Zeke and Hunter Tyson and how all those guys will fit in. I'm just kind of ready to see them roll and get going. You well, know? we got three more preseason games before yeah. we can really see them roll for good. Yeah, we're like a week away. Yeah. Um, I agree. The vibe around this team is a team that knows it's going to repeat. The vibe is just like, yeah, we're really good. Yeah, we have the same starting five back. We have the best player in the world. Right. 
we have three other guys who could be all-stars this season. Mm -hmm. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. We're ready to go. We're ready to roll. And I think we're seeing that trickle down. And it's honestly starting with Nikola Jokic and his mindset, which which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, starting Justin Holiday, like you brought up, it's been interesting. Yeah. He was my MVP of training camp in terms of I don't think anybody improved his stock more than Justin Holiday did mm -hmm. at training camp. He went from a guy who I thought might be a bit of an afterthought, not really playing, maybe in more of an Ish Smith, DeAndre Jordan role, right. to a guy who now I think he's going to be in the rotation on opening night. Mm -hmm. And he's just a guy who fits in, doesn't stand out, does his job, and so far through training camp in the preseason is hitting threes. Right. He went two of four last night. Yep. That's so, huge. I think he's going to stick in the rotation, at least in the beginning of the season. Yeah. At worst, it feels like he's kind of got that Jeff Green role carved out for himself. Yeah. Which was your and Michael Mullins even mentioned that he can be a Jeff Green replacement. So, yeah. And I mean, maybe more suited to that role than Jeff was, you know, because more of a pure wing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Though I wouldn't expect him to play any small ball five minutes like Jeff, I think, had. Yeah, I would hope He had not. that mini stretch in that Miami series, and Bam Adebayo went crazy. Yeah. It's like three possessions. Yeah, that, that was I'll rough. I'll never forget. Yeah. That was rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the only piece of bad vibes is the unfortunate news that Michael Malone's father passed away, and Michael Malone has not been with the team over these last couple of games. It's been the only... Like I said, bit of positive, bit of negative vibes that the Nuggets right. have had, but right. you know I expect them to be back on opening night, and um, we'll trudge on. But yeah, other than that, it's been it's been great so far. They feel great, and the NBA is just lining up so perfectly. I mean, I'd say this uh, off season was a dub for for the yeah. Nuggets. I'm gonna hit a quick break, and on the other side, is Nikola Jokic Andre entering this season with a different mindset than? one we've ever seen from him at the beginning of a regular season. I feel like what he's done in these first two preseason games might lead us to believe that he is, mm -hmm. uh, but I will get to that. Love it. In one moment. Uh, the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every single game day this October. Tons of stuff to bet on this weekend. See you Stanford tonight. I will be there. Um, the Broncos already played. Unfortunately, we can't bet on them this weekend. Yeah, uh, Not that you would want to. No. Nope. Uh, but tons of stuff coming up this weekend. The Avs are back in season. They're they so got... Back on the board they're one to know already uh, so get in on the game day greatness download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use code dnvr new customers can score 200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five bucks on the nfl that's code dnvr only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778 hope and why Text oh, Hope yeah. and Why to 467-369. Connecticut help is available for problems with gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 
Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash sportsbook for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Also want to tell you guys about game time and the game time game of the week. What you got? It's tonight. CU Stanford in Boulder. I will be there. And I will be at the DNVR tailgate at the Pavilion at the Millennium Hotel in Boulder. I'll be making my first appearance at a DNVR tailgate this year. Is that right? Just want to alert the people. Man, breaking news. I will be there. A little company history. Uh, But if you're looking for tickets for tonight for any sporting event, make sure to hit up Game Time. They've got these great last minute price drops yeah these aren't bad at all for buffs what are Cheapest we i at? can find is 147 for tonight not bad there i mean game time day of they're the best in last minute tickets they, man. Are. they don't mess around they are. so keep an eye on game time tonight in the lead up to the game if you're looking for last minute price drops concert shows sporting events whatever you want check out game time download the game time app create an account use code dnvr for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply but create an account Redeem code DNVR for 20 bucks off. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, we're back here on the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breck Brew. Harrison Wynn and Andre Simone. Here's our top story, Andre. Yeah, you've teased it. Give it to me. Nikola Jokic might be entering this season as a high-volume shooter and scorer. What's going on, Harrison? What's going on here? So, Nikola Jokic, last preseason, a year ago. Yes. He attempted eight shots all preseason. He played in all four games? He played in in three games. Okay. But he attempted just eight shots. Not much. Not much. Very much Jokic preseason mode. The preseason opener against Oklahoma City, he shot the ball once. In his second preseason game, he shot the ball twice. (laughs) In the preseason finale, he really got it going. He shot the ball five times against the Warriors (laughs) in the Nuggets preseason finale last year. He was really getting them up. Uh That's what we thought at the time. Fast forward to this preseason. He's already shot the ball 21 times through two preseason games. Yeah. He shot it 11 times in the preseason opener in Phoenix. He shot it 10 times last night against chicago this is like how a real nba superstar would prepare in the preseason <laughs> yeah this is crazy yeah. what's going on harrison so, i have a question what's that do you think it's because he wants to prove he's the best player in the world and he's just gonna do what the media ask of him for once or wow. do you think it's because like do you think he saw that espn ranking and he was like i'm not number two and i'm gonna show you I'm number one? <laughs> it's an interesting theory has the media gotten to nicole Jokic? <laughs> I don't think that's happened. Has he been digesting the player rankings on ESPN? Did he see he's number two and really just wants to show us that he's actually number one? Has the chatter gotten to Nikola Jokic? (laughs) I don't think that's what it is. No. I don't know, Dre. You you never know, man. When you you think he's going to go right, he goes left. (laughs) It could be time. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think that's it. I don't. But I do have a lot of theories. Yeah, I want to hear all of these. I want to hear your theory, though, first, because you told me you have a theory. Why do you think Nikola Jokic might all of a sudden be looking 
for his shot more than ever in the regular season and in the preseason as we've seen these last two games. I think this is all a greater theme of going into this season. Nicole Jokic, the Denver Nuggets, remind me a lot of a BJ Armstrong quote in The Last Dance where he said, Jordan, after they won that first title, stopped playing basketball and just manage the game to win it. And mm. I think Jokic is entering this mode of he's just in hyper control. He's pulling all the right strings. He knows exactly what to do. And he feels like to get this offense going, we're probably going to need to lean on the starting five a little more. I'm going to get my game right. I'm going to be at peak Jokic ability 24 seven He's already the most consistent basketball player I can remember ever watching. Yep. Um, I did, you know, grow up in Italy and wasn't watching like the NBA day to day during the Jordan years. Uh, but, He's you know, a little more consistent than Luigi Dottome. He is say? more consistent okay. than Dottome. The okay. last 20 years of NBA I've been watching, uh, I'd say he's easily the most consistent player I've ever uh, seen night in, night out. I think he's kind of taking that to even another level. Mm hmm. It's a good theory. It's a good theory. Here are some of the other theories that I have and that I've seen on Twitter. Yes. Uh, Jokic said at training camp that he hasn't touched a basketball in a while. He just missed it. You don't believe that. Uh, Jokic's wrist, his right wrist, which has bothered him this over the last couple one. of years, this his is wrist great. is finally healed with a full summer off. Remember, he did not play yeah. you know, with the Serbian national team this summer like he did last summer. His wrist is finally healed, and this is what Jokic looks like with a fully healthy wrist. Does his touch look better to you? Uh, no. <laughs> his percentages are actually down. Yeah, yeah. That's, that checks <laughs> he's, out. he's shooting, like, I think 50% or something close to that. Now, that some semblance of that theory does seem like the most logical one, where it's like, Jokic, post-bubble, this is the first offseason that's even slightly resembles a normal offseason though of course he was playing you know two months in the postseason after yeah. the regular season but bubble that was a quick turnaround then the next offseason deep playoff run mvp and had to play in fiba right mm -hmm. and then did he have another summer of fiba or this was the next summer regardless yeah then he wins the championship and he finally had a normal offseason let me amend that slightly. He shot four of 11 against the Suns. He missed a couple gimmies that he usually uh -huh. does. Last night against Chicago, he was 8 of 10. His shot looked great. My His God. touch looked great. Eight, 80%. Just yeah. wild. Again, any other NBA player, we'd be just losing our minds for 80% shooting. Yeah. Jokic, it's like, whatever. Another day at the office. Another theory is that because he didn't play Eurobasket, um, he's trying to knock off the rust. He's trying to knock off the rust from not playing, you know, real basketball during the summer. And he's just trying to shoot off the rust. Checks out. Maybe uh, game one, four of 11. Uh, that was right. Yeah. Another theory. He picked up something from all the coaching seminars he watched this summer. Wow. We know Jokic was in the lab. We asked <laughs> him at training camp. Yes. He was in the lab this summer just studying in the film room, watching all these coaching right. seminars. Right. Maybe that revealed that there's actually room for him to shoot the ball more. Could be. That's the juiciest of all these theories, I think.
Uh, here's another theory. So far in the preseason, teams are making Nicole Jokic into a scorer. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, think I, that's I think right. we abandoned that theory a while ago. I, I don't know if uh, defensive game plans in the preseason say, are yes. that complex. I, I would save it for the regular season, no doubt. A final theory, or one of the final theories, he's trying to play himself into shape by shooting the ball more. Could be, I guess. Could be. Does uh, shooting the ball more get you in shape faster, Harrison? Maybe it does. Maybe I don't does. know. <laughs> maybe maybe he's thinking it does. I, I don't think Nikola Jokic is in peak shape right now, yep. I'll say. Yep. But I think he will play himself into shape and be in shape when the Nuggets need him to in the playoffs. Yes, I'd agree with that. One final theory or two final theories... Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played this preseason. That means a few more shots for Nikola Jokic. I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. And a final theory, Jamal Murray has leveled up as a passer in the finals, in the playoffs. He's seeing the floor better than he ever was. Jamal Murray in two preseason games so far has five assists in each one in just 18 minutes per game. He's yeah. setting Nikola Jokic up better than he ever has. That, as a correlated theory, is a fun one. I wonder of Jokic's 22 shot attempts this preseason, how many of those are coming off Jamal Murray passes. Yeah. But that and MPJ. So here's the thing, Harrison. He's the smartest I think, athlete, probably, I can think of. Everything he does is very calculated. I would agree. What's the 3D chess I'm doing this to lead to that reason for Jokic taking more preseason shots? I think he could be, and this kind of goes back to your original point. I think he just could be trying to set the tone for his team. Mm. He's trying to set the tone for the Nuggets. Um, He's trying to set a tone of... Hey, man, where we have our foot down on the gas pedal right. from day one. Right. We're ready to go. We're about to repeat. Like, I have to show these guys. I have to show some of these young guys who maybe weren't around us last mm-hmm. year how we do things. We're not easing into the season. We're starting on opening night, ready to go, and we're ready to dominate. I hadn't thought of that. There are more new guys than we maybe remember. And a lot of those new guys, young guys. Yeah. So you're right. Setting that tone, low-key, very important. Here's another theory from Blair in the comments. He played against Nikola Vucevic last night, one of his good buddies in the league. Mm. We know they play video games online together a lot, mainly Counter-Strike. Could it simply be the Balkan matchups that the first two games led to? Nurkic then Vooch. Andre, this is a good theory. Harrison. Well, I all credit to Blair, of course. Yeah. He played Nikola Vucevic last night, one of his Balkan brothers. Yes. He played Yusef Nurkic in the opener. Right. Had to put Uh, him in the blender. Also from the Balkans, I would not Mm. classify him as a brother. No, no. A Bosnian acquaintance, former colleague. Yeah, former former colleague. Former colleague, yeah. Um, maybe not former not still friends. Right. Not lifelong friend necessarily, (laughs) no. But 
we know Jokic does enjoy those matchups. I wonder yeah. if those particular matchups had something to do with it. Uh-huh. I think he gets up for those a little more. Like, there's both a big man brethren and there's a Balkan brethren. And yeah. when you combine the two, I do think he gets up for that. He was also in Chicago, right? Yes. And we know Chicago, that's kind of... It's kind of the Serbian mecca on the NBA calendar. That's where we he gets to see more of his Serbian peeps, so maybe mm-hmm. he got up for that a little more. I know. Chicago is, if you don't know, it has the second highest density of Serbian people outside of Belgrade, the capital of Serbia, in the world. That is crazy. Out of every city, really I, I've heard it has the second highest population density mm-hmm. of Serbian people outside of Belgrade. Yeah, that's and there wild. were a lot of Serbian people at the game last night. You saw right. a lot of Serbian jerseys. Maybe he got up for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think maybe a few different factors at play yeah. here. I like it. My next question, though, for you is, is this a good thing? Is it a good thing mm. that Nikola Jokic might be looking to score more than he did last season? Is that a good thing for the Nuggets, or do we prefer the Nikola Jokic that we saw last year, which is let me have the most efficient offensive season in NBA history, let me average, you know, around 24, 25 points a game instead of the 27, 28 I averaged the two years prior without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Is this a good thing, in your opinion, that he's trying to score more? I think that 24, 25 per game Jokic, that's regular season Jokic. Mm -hmm. 27, 28, that's postseason Jokic. That's turning it up. And I think, you know, a lot of talk during the playoffs about, you know, a switch for this team. Can they just turn the switch, flip the switch, what have you? Uh, I think Jokic is getting ready to, instead of flipping the switch, just being always like a stone cold killer. And I'm trying to think of, like, what would Jokic have to do on a basketball court for me to be like, oh, no, that is bad. I mean, by now, he just has unconditional trust where anything Jokic does on the basketball court, I'm going to say, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Because Jokic decided to do it. Yeah. And he's a basketball genius. Yeah. So I, I don't see how it could be a bad thing. It can't be a bad thing. I feel like... Whatever direction Nikola Jokic wants to take his game is the right direction. Yes, exactly. You just have the trust in him to do that. Oh, he's he's quite literally our basketball lord and savior. Yeah. Like let let him take the wheel. Let him guide us. And I think we know that he's not going to take this in a direction where he's suddenly shooting right like <clears throat> Joel Embiid esque efficiency yes. from the field. Yes, he's not going to be taking this to a place where he's shooting under fifty percent. Yeah. He's still going to be efficient. So I struggle to see how this would turn into a bad thing. Yeah, he's efficient. He plays in the flow. He's never going to become like James Harden, like just like holding on to the ball for 20 seconds of the possession. That would be pretty funny. That would be hilarious. Like one game to see like the Jokic equivalent of Harden ball. That would be hilarious. Yeah. And then have like a camera crew follow him through. The strip club on the road that he went to. Like, just go full hard and experience. You know? Yeah. Calvin Booth is a liar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be great. Just as a shtick. Just as a shtick for one day. That yeah. would be exciting. 
<laughs> wow! Wow! Shots fired. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how could how it could be a bad thing, but man, I I'm really curious now if it's going to translate to the regular season. How it could translate to the regular season? Just what that would look like. I know because just watching Nicole Jokic in these two games, it feels like to me another MVP season is on the way. Another MVP season is loading. Is he averaging a triple-double this year? Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. So close a year ago. I wonder if last year was the year to do it. Yeah. And he almost did it. Mm-hmm. And He just doesn't stat hunt that way. I mean, no. How could he? He would upset the basketball gods. No, he's right. He has the, the utmost respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's hit another break, though. I want to talk some more Jokic on the other side, and then we might have some time to dive into what the Broncos did last let's night. Let's go. And to really just turn the vibes yeah. way down. <laughs> Guys, Foco is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They have a product Ooh. line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and much more. What's really cool about Foco is they are officially licensed with all the major sports leagues. So... This is legit stuff. It's not like, you know, some of the knockoff collectibles, bobbleheads that you might see around. Foco is legit. Yeah. They uh, they have a lot of stuff that you see in our studio, on our sets. It's true. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Um, they've got tons and tons of different stuff. You can go to Foco.com. Foco always has our back for Colorado Sports. They have yours, too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. You can go to FOCO's website. Use the code DNVR for 10% off all non-presale items. They got awesome bobbleheads, apparel. They Christmas have ornaments? The, uh, oh, Christmas ornaments. Replica NBA championships on there right now? Good. Say yeah. less. Yes. Absolutely. They also have the uh, overalls that are kind of going viral. Uh-huh, I don't know uh-huh. if you've seen those. Yeah, I have. I have. So uh, go to FOCO, all non-presale items. Use promo code DNVR for 10% off. Beautiful. All right. Back here on the D- the Denver Sports Podcast, Harrison Wynn and Andre Simone, presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer DNVR. Who are your so. MVP favorites heading into this season? You're our betting guy here, or one of our betting guys here at the network, yeah, yeah. here at DNVR. I feel like anything other than a top three Nikola Jokic MVP finish would be a shocker to me, especially with how he's approached the preseason, him shooting the ball a lot. His scoring numbers could be even higher this coming season. Yeah. The Nuggets are going to be really good. I think anything other than right. a top three finish would be just stunning Yes, for me. I feel like you could pencil him in there. Do you also feel like that's the case when it comes to Jokic? I mean, it would mean something unforeseen and terrible happened. Yeah. Because if he just has the... I mean, one of the things is he is the most durable... You know, I mean, he's a straight up horse, you know, like we like yeah, no pun intended a, a start. Right? No pun. <laughs> truly, you know, like that's the term for like a starting ace pitcher who can handle like, you know, 20 games of pitching 120 plus uh, pitches. He's he's the definition of that. So the longevity has been a huge advantage for him. 
over the rest of his peers. And then, yeah, he's just so efficient and the Nuggets so good that, yeah, statistically, he's just inevitably going to be in that conversation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that should be a lock barring, right? Like yeah. Anything um, terrible. I think uh, might be one of those years where uh, the top three is nothing but Euros, in fact. Oh, interesting. So well, you're throwing Luka Doncic in there. Yeah, and I think, you know, Giannis and the Bucks with the offseason they've had and bringing in Dame. I think a lot of people expect big things from Giannis. Yeah. Who also, I think... Who has is a the best player in the NBA? So the internet tells me. Yeah. He's locked in at number one. Right, right. He is... So it's funny how those graphics, it'll always be someone other than Jokic. Any advanced stat graphic, Jokic is like off into space while mm -hmm. his peers are um down here but yeah i think he's gonna Giannis is gonna be very motivated and the spacing game adds to that offense in the regular season tray, could really party, open things up um, for him to have a big year yeah. i always think luca could have a huge year i do think the nick nurse effect um, on you know, Embiid and the sixers is going to be very interesting mm. even just um like, right i got that right time. yes he's with the sixers I, I mean the defensive like clips i've seen coming out of there have been intriguing like, i think the celtics are going to be better in year two of joe mazula as well so tatum's always a decent candidate yeah i don't have any hot takes for you on the mvp and i don't you know the old guys dame lebron steph even KD, I just think their time has passed. Yeah. So it's interesting. With Giannis, does Dame Lillard cannibalize his numbers too much? Could be. I mean, you got to make room for be. 30 points a game coming mm -hmm. in with Dame. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if Giannis's scoring right. drops off a tad. Yeah, and it's not exactly like he's going to up his assist playing with Dame. Yeah. Um, with Jason Tatum, I just feel like there might be too many mouths to feed there in Boston. Yeah. And it's funny. If you look out West with Luca, I have a lot of worries that the Mavs might be a absolute disaster this season and they just might not be good. Going into the draft, it was shocking looking at the Western conference and thinking maybe outside of Houston, everyone's trying to be good this season mm -hmm. i can't remember the last year you could say that going into a season yeah and then elsewhere in the west i'm gonna have a um a media poll coming out on the dnvr.com next hell week yes. hell i yes. did this right before the playoffs i'm doing it again i surveyed 15 media members one from each team in the western conference and one of the questions i asked them was who's gonna win mvp this season most of the votes are coming in for Nikola Jokic. He will have the most votes from these 15 media members, one from each team. He is the safest. Yeah. Pick. I haven't, all the votes are not in yet. I've gotten about half. Most of them have come in for Jokic. But do you know who the second most votes have come in for? Devin Booker. Oh. A lot of people out there, a lot of smart basketball minds, think that this could be the year of Devin Booker plus 1800 right now the suns are going to be really good devin booker i think this is the year he vaults kevin durant in terms of just who's the better player 
I think Devin Booker might already be a better player than Kevin Durant, but I think this is the season where that pecking order could be defined. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's enough scoring and just overall stats to go around there with yeah. Kevin Durant and with Bradley Beal and with Yusef Nurkic, who we know is going to want his shots. <laughs> um, but Devin Booker seems like to me to be a bit of a trendy pick early on. I don't know if I'm there with that, but that's just what the people are saying. That's a really, really interesting candidate. He does have the longevity. I'm with you on. I think he's going to take over as the number one, like no brainer number one guy on that Suns team. And also, you know, KD could be out for 20 games. That's yeah. kind of been par for the course. So, you know, him picking up the slack there. I, I'm not so convinced the Suns are going to be that great this year. I think they might be more of a 46, 47, 48 win team who's like a... Oh, really? That's it? Wow. Not even 50. A three to six seed more than a competing to be a top two seed in the West, just because I think that roster is a bit tough and the defensive stuff might not be great. And the West is loaded. Yeah. Um, So that would be my one counter that can hurt him. Is there any like dark horse candidate who could come out of nowhere? An ant? A Donovan Mitchell? Is Anthony it the year Edward. of AD, as they tell me in Lakerland? <laughs> Anthony Davis is not He's not going to be in the top five MVP. No, definitely he, I not. I doubt he plays 65 games. So yeah, right, right. Doesn't that's even a new quali- threshold Disqualified, sadly. Yeah. Um, dark horse candidates for MVP. Anthony Edwards is the dark horse candidate. The Timberwolves could rise up the West a little. I th- they're one of the sexy teams that everybody thinks could jump up the pecking order. Uh-huh. I think they could as well. Anthony Edwards would be the guy on that team. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I, I just don't see, I don't know if I see Cleveland being good enough. Yeah. East is pretty loaded. Yeah, the East, you know, you got Boston, Milwaukee at the top. I think there's a big drop off after that. I'm I'm buying Zion being back. What would be the best future to buy in on Zion being uh, back? I'm not buying Zion, but I'm glad you <laughs> oh, are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've if, if he plays... If he plays, he could put up numbers that are good enough to be in the conversation. Has he been too good to warrant a most improved nominee? Um, Probably not. Huh. Probably not. There you go. That might be my play there. Alex in the comments brings up Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's another dark horse. SGA, yeah. I mean, OKC is going to be very interesting. This yeah. Year. I mean, my Thunder, I've already predicted that they could be a top four seed. Yep. If they are, he could get into the conversation. Yep. Yeah. But what, I think, what I think this comes back to, yeah, coming off first team All-NBA, fifth and MVP voting last yeah. year. What I think this comes back to is the fact that I actually think the MVP field is weaker this year than it's been in years past. Yes, kind of feels like it. And Nikola Jokic, again, I would be stunned if he's not top three. Yeah. And a reason that I think he will be in there again is because of what we've seen this preseason. He has a mentality. He has a score first mindset right now that I just think is going to lead to an absolutely massive, massive Mm. year from him. And I think it could result in another MVP. Well, and I mean, he has that and averaging a triple-double in his back pocket. Yeah. Like, I think everyone acts like, oh, well, like, there is another level to Jokic's game. 
that could even be a tick higher than what we saw in the previous two MVP seasons. Yeah. He's the best. Uh, the Nugget season starts for real in 11 days, October 24th. Ring night, home opener, banner Ooh. raising against the Los Angeles Lakers. Exciting events at the MVR as well. Yeah, this bar is going to be crazy for it. Yes. I think we're going to have some cool promotions going on that yeah. night as well. You're going to want to be here for it. You do. Yeah, or you're not at the it's, game. It's the second best place to be other than Ball Arena. That's right. And then the second game, we're doing uh, some more stuff, too. And that's a road game, right? So yes. it's, it's going to work out for everyone. Yeah. Uh, let's hit one final break. Uh, we'll finish up on the Denver Sports Podcast after this. Breckenridge Brewery, which you can get at the DNVR bar. We have tons and tons of Breck Brew on tap here. The beer of the month is the Broncos Country Pale Ale. You can get that for six bucks here at the yeah. bar. But we have all the favorites. Avalanche Amber, Juice Drop IPA. Breck Brew also has good company hard seltzers, if that's your thing. Uh, check out all the favorites from Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breckenridge Brewery, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Just type in your zip code, tells you exactly where to get Breckenridge Brewery. You can always get it here at the DNVR bar, corner of Colfax and York. Uh, we are back here on the Denver Sports oh, Podcast yeah. presented by Breck Brew. Harrison Wynn and Andre Simone wrapping up here on a Friday. In a couple hours, I'm going to be headed up to Boulder for CU Stanford. Incredible. Um, yeah. Can't wait for that. But I was here at the bar last night watching Nuggets preseason by myself in a corner, of course. <laughs> but I also had my eye on the Denver Broncos. Fun times. And the disaster that transpired last night yeah. against the Kansas City Chiefs. The scoreboard didn't look nearly as bad as it was. Yep, yep. But, Andre, the Broncos are bad. They're depressing. They're terrible. They're awful. There's no end in sight. Do you ever remember feeling like this about a Broncos team? No. You were telling me like at the bar it was noticeable, like the pregame vibes. Dude, the pregame vibes at the bar, people were saying out loud, I just hope it's not embarrassing. Yeah. I just hope they don't blow us out too much. Yeah. And the funniest part is the Chiefs didn't, but it still felt it was as still... bad as you thought it might. Yeah. It felt like they weren't even trying. They were like trying trick plays. Dude, this is my takeaway. Mm -hmm. and it sucked. Mm -hmm. Pat Mahomes was not even trying last night. Yeah, pretty much. He was just throwing shit up. He no. was toying with the Broncos, I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought he was trolling Sean Payton and the Broncos. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, watching Jokic kind of play with his food. And Dude, like it a, was like watching Jokic against the Wizards. Yes, the like fifth game <laughs> of a road trip against the Wizards, and it's just kind of like November. screwing around. Yes, exactly. That's Before he shifted into percent. score first mode. That's exactly right. Yeah, when that the, was a thousand percent the vibe you When had. the Avs and the Nuggets beats keep playing, oh, we're in preseason, I'm like, the Broncos are too, dude. Like, there's all preseason until they get Caleb Williams, and then we're back on track. Yeah, it's pretty awful right now, man. The Broncos season is over. Yes. I have so many questions, Andre. Okay. And I'm a casual observer of sure. the Broncos. I have so many, so many questions. Yeah. First of all, is Sean Payton a fraud? Um too early to say. I think I think you Because everything that guy has said has been bullshit yeah. so far. 
Yeah, um, so far it hasn't looked great for him. Uh, there's no denying that. He's uh, really put himself in a tough spot. Not the greatest uh, offseason with how much they spent. Comments on Hackett and uh, even the hires he's made. You know, like uh, Vance Joseph has looked absolutely terrible coming back to coach this defense. And um, there are some competent veterans, at least seemingly on this roster. I don't think anyone could have imagined this. So I guess I get why that would be the question. <laughs> I think it's too early to say. Sean Payton, to me, is a guy, and I've seen a lot of coaches who think like this. They think they're the smartest guy in the room. They yep. think they have all the answers. Yep. But really, the game has passed them by. And I think that is the case with Sean Payton. That's just me, though. It, I mean, look, given the on-field results thus far this season, I wouldn't... I wouldn't exclude any theories, but I do think it might be just a smidge too early to say. And that the last eight years of Broncos football, I think, have really taught me there's stuff going on that's much deeper than just the quarterback, just the coach, just a couple players here and there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems to me like the culture is rotting. Yep. Absolutely. Man. With the Broncos. Yeah. There's and something really, really wrong deep. Yes. Inside the Broncos right now. Yeah. And it's just generally a group that kind of just knows how to lose and not much else right now. Here's my other question. How on earth did Broncos ownership let Sean Payton hire Vance Joseph? How did they let that happen? Yeah. Um, in retrospect, pretty poor oversight. How do you let that guy back into the building? He was a disaster here as a head coach. He was weighing over his head. Just the vibes from that couple years were so terrible. How do you let that re-enter the facility? And I mean, the answer obviously is that ownership gave Sean Payton full control over everything. Yes, that's They're correct. letting him run that place like he is actually the owner of the I team. Mean, they were trying to bring back Big Fanjo. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Um, that's partially how obtuse they were. It also kind of, um, part of the issue is how they hired Sean Payton and him not necessarily being their first choice. And that dragged on a smidge too much. And once Sean Payton was hired and he was then looking to hire coordinators and stuff, yeah, he didn't, you know, that first tier of options had kind of already gotten jobs. So it's kind of left to the next tier. And it was guys like Vance Joseph. Yeah. Um, Tough, man. My third observation on the Broncos slash question. These are, these are my big observations on the Broncos. Sean Payton's a fraud. How did they let him hire I Vance Joseph? It. Those are the first two. That's this great. is the third one. The Broncos went all in money-wise these last couple years. They spent so much money. They spent like a Super Bowl contender. They did like we saw the Rams, the Saints. Yep. Usually when that happens, after your window is over, like we've seen with those two teams, it's just a disaster. It's a Correct. cap disaster. Uh-huh. That's happening and will happen to the Broncos. The only difference is the Broncos didn't even make the playoffs while it's they went all in. Insane. It's a wild miscalculation. I will you know, it's 
reminiscent of like the Scotty Pippen, Olajuwon, uh, Charles Barkley Rockets. Oh, that's I don't, good. Yeah. Or, you know, I was telling you KG, Paul Pierce, Nets. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of tragic miscalculation. Yeah. And I honestly, I think it's kind of underreported how much things will have to get worse before they get better because this team is going to be 30 million over the cap. They spent in free agency, one of the highest, uh, I think actually the highest spending team in free agency last off season, uh, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson acquisitions have made it so that they haven't had a first or second round pick for, uh, you know, two consecutive drafts now. Yeah. It's, uh, not at all where you want to be. Yeah. So the result of that is they're going to try to trade everybody. They're going to try to trade right. Jerry, Judy, Cortland. They are going to trade these guys to recoup some of these draft picks. The only problem recoup is some cap. You're going to have to yeah. cut a bunch of guys in the off season anyway. So you might as well get that job started now, given how poor the on field product is. Yeah. The only, the only problem is everybody in the league knows they have to trade these guys. Yep. So yep. the price is going to be lower. And everybody might know that they're not that good. So they're not going to give up a ton of draft capital for them. And the bigger point that I was getting at is if they don't get Caleb Williams, it's going to be depressing for the next few years. Yeah, um, it's going to be really depressing. I think <laughs> you'll still have a top five pick and it will be a good draft and potentially some other good quarterbacks and other premium uh you know positions could be uh could be taken to really start building and kind of do a bit more of a slow build which i think is you know was part of the issue with uh with elway running the thing was always chasing that like one move that could get right. you back to playoff contention instead of maybe uh taking a step back and making setting up a solid foundation to really get back to building a contender. Um, it is Caleb Williams or bust right now, because if you don't have that top pick, I don't see how you would have the capital to move up and try to oh, trade no for way. him. And no way. he's such a transcendent talent. I really You're don't think anyone uh, who would. So you really are all in on tanking and you almost wonder how much Sean Payton does know that and how much these last few games, especially some of the decisions made are influenced by that because he's kind of the quick fix. If you don't get that quick fix, even just buying into a path forward is going to be a lot harder for the fan base, for the organization and everyone else trying to do this. Yeah. The other thing is, I think you fire George Payton. I think you have a new GM at the helm next offseason. And they're going to let Sean Payton pick that guy as well. <laughs> what if Sean Payton just elevates himself to GM? <laughs> I mean, the alternative is biting a, a yet another financial bullet and, uh, you know, firing him, all the buyouts that would take. You're probably moving on from Russ. All the dead cap that takes. Like, man, this new ownership is... Uh, Writing a lot of checks for uh, some see, employees they don't plan on employing. That's my thing. As long as it doesn't mess with the salary cap, I don't care. It's not my money. We'll spend all of it. Salary cap as a fan is the only thing I care about, honestly. Right, right. Like, but it just you, restricts what you can actually Oh, do. I, I, I think the, 
fault interfine for whatever oh, they No, did. for sure, or for like, sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I really think firing Sean Payton would take. Well, that's that's not a possibility. Uh, no, that's not totally. We're, we're stuck with him. But um, that does mean being stuck with him, then also picking the next year. Right. Right. Anyways, th those are my ob <laughs> three observations on the Broncos Great right stuff. now. Those are my it. three takes. You do have the culture is terrible here. Yes. We should yes. mention that. Yeah. The yeah. culture is terrible. Definitely. Uh, you can now find that shit on dnvrlocker.com. <laughs> <laughs> the culture is terrible. Trust me, man. I know what it takes to totally reverse and remake a culture because the Nuggets did it. That's exactly It right. takes a long time. And it takes committing to it. You have to commit to it. And some growing pains. And it also takes getting really, really lucky and selecting Nicole Jokic in the yes. draft. Yes, yes. Or maybe being terrible in the year where a talent like Caleb Williams is really good, is available. It took a long time. It took some patience. It took some growing pains. Final question before we get out of here. You know this city as a sports town about as well as anyone. Has the pressure on the Broncos been too much in years past for them to grow organically? And are people so down on this team to where maybe we do have that patience now? I think people will be much more willing to have that patience now because the Broncos have just taken a back seat to yeah. the Nuggets and the Avs. I think you kind of have to at this point. Like the Broncos in the pecking order of Denver sports teams are clearly below the nuggets and the abs they're oh, clearly yeah. below cu football right now right they're such an afterthought that i think they actually can take some time and rebuild and people would be way more okay with it now than they were in past years and i think that's huge because there's been different stretches in this town where it almost felt like there was too much pressure too much attention on that heir apparent to elway on that heir apparent to Peyton Manning to really ever even have a chance to succeed. And I've yeah. sometimes felt like that about some of these rookie head coaches they've hired. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. That's all the time we got for today. Uh, we'll be back next week. Nuggets are heading towards their regular season opener. The Avs season has already started. They look like they're going to be right in the thick of it for the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Broncos play, I don't know, a team next week. Who do they even play? Oh, gosh. There you go. The Packers. Packers. Good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great weekend.